you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. During his keynote speech on Saturday at CPAC, former President Trump said that the country has, quote, lost its self-confidence under President Biden. Well, of course, we all had more self-confidence under you. Do you know how affirming it is to be smarter than the president? From 30 Rockefeller Plaza in New York City, please enjoy this podcast edition of Late Night with Seth Meyers. On today's show, Seth talks to Last Week Tonight host John Oliver. But first, a closer look. Russian President Vladimir Putin rattled the world by raising the alert status of Russia's nuclear forces as Republicans here at home gathered for the Conservative Political Action Conference and refused to condemn Donald Trump for praising Putin's quote-unquote genius. For more on this, it's time for A Closer Look. It really feels like everywhere you look these days, the world is at the whims of fully insane people. Like, on top of everything else that's going on right now, I'm so mad that I have to care when Marjorie Taylor Greene, of all people, says and does. This is a person who, at best, should have her picture on the door of a Ruby Tuesdays below the words, do not admit, because she tried to... (laughs) steal feta from the salad bar. And yet, (laughs) depressingly, I have to care because a large portion of the Republican Party is defending or even celebrating her, despite, just as one of many recent examples, her participation in a white nationalist conference. In fact, this weekend, she also did a truly head-spinning interview where she defended her attempt to help Trump overturn the election on January 6th and doubled down on the big lie that the election was stolen while essentially admitting she had no proof. I proudly objected on January 6th. I would object again today because I know for a fact there was so much wrong in that election and I believe it was stolen. Do I know how? No, I don't know how. No, well, you don't. (laughs) Don't let that stop you. If you were at the zoo and one of the attendants was like, all right, kids, I'm going to feed this poisonous cobra, but fair warning, I don't know how. You can go to the aquarium, right? I would also love for Green to stay out of the news because every time I see her initials in an email, I think I have a meeting and I hate meetings. (laughs) Especially our annual meeting with the 30 Rock Fire Marshal. Let me guess, in case of a fire, we still take the stairs? Because no one will listen to my 30 Rock Fire Pole idea, even though tourists would love that? What's that? You want me to leave the meeting because I'm a distraction? Well, joke's on you because I never wanted to be here in the first place. Where was I? Oh, right, she's crazy. Green was at CPAC, mingling with the leading lights and weirdest weirdos of the modern GOP like Trump, Ron DeSantis, Ronnie Jackson, the former White House doctor who said Trump had the brain of Albert Einstein and the height and build of a college linebacker, and of course, 
The MyPillow guy, Mike Lindell, who has a habit of popping up at these conservative events like Mickey Mouse at the Grand Floridian Breakfast Buffet, which is fitting since Lindell's actual head is the size of a mascot head. One day he's gonna pull it off to reveal an underpaid high school student. Hey, I never believed in any of that stuff. You might remember that Lindell was famously photographed carrying papers into the White House days before Trump left office that says something about declaring martial law at CPAC over the weekend. A reporter tried to ask him where he got those papers from, and much like Marjorie Taylor Greene, he admitted he didn't actually know what the hell he was talking about. That picture will go down in history of, of helping save this country. Who gave you the papers? Who gave me the papers? That's none of your business. A bunch of lawyers did. I didn't, I've never read them. Hold it. I've never read them. I went in there with evidence on January 15th. You guys are old news. You're regurgitating old news. No, January 15th, I went in there with four papers that shows Dominion and the election crime of the machines in China attacking our country, cyber attack, all 50 states, over 12 million votes that Donald Trump won by 82 million to 68 million was the real count. Who gave you the papers? I just said a whole, bunch, a whole bunch of lawyers did. I've never read them. All right. <laughs> First of all, who would buy a pillow from a man who has so obviously never slept? <laughs> Secondly, if you're gonna make legal claims, I feel like you should use slightly more precise language than the phrase, a whole bunch of lawyers. Especially since the correct term for a group of lawyers is a hernia. Pack of wolves, pride of lions, hernia of lawyers. Everyone knows that. Also, let me see if I follow this story. A whole bunch of lawyers just handed you some papers about overturning the election and declaring martial law, and you brought them to the White House and showed them to the president without reading them. Mr. President, here's a whole pile of papers I haven't read and they're out of order because I dropped them a few times on my way. I also spilled a full cup of coffee on every page, but they're totally real. I got them from a bunch of legal type people who told me they're basically lawyers, except they haven't passed the bar. I'm so sorry, I don't... <laughs> the interview, believe it or not, got crazier from there because Lindell then whipped up a crowd of bystanders into chanting the word traitor at the reporter. And by crowd, I mean like two guys. Traitor, 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 traitor. CBS, Robert Koska is a traitor to the United States of America. No, you're a traitor. This is old news. You're regurgitating. You care about, why are you protect a company called Dominion and you attack a company called My Pillow? You're a traitor to our country. You're a disgusting traitor, 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 traitor. All right, first of all, I didn't notice until that time he looks at his name tag before he calls him a traitor. <laughs> You're a traitor, Robert Costa. <laughs> also, you made it really easy to attack my pillow when you named it my pillow. It's just a mistake to put a possessive adjective in a product name because as soon as someone buys it, it technically becomes their pillow. I feel like this is a conversation you're not yet willing or even capable of having, but when things calm down, I'd love to loop back. Second, <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever heard a less impressive chant. It's like when two drunk guys at a baseball game try to get the wave going and no one else is on board. <laughs> My favorite version is when someone at Fenway Park gets hammered and then has muscle memory to a previous game when they did the wave. <laughs> hey kid, why don't you wave yourself to the parking lot? You're done, kid. Imagine having these fully insane people anywhere near the levers of power right now as Russia threatens to escalate its already brutal and horrific invasion of Ukraine. In response to a series of punishing sanctions from the West, Russian President Vladimir Putin terrified the entire world by putting his nuclear forces on high alert over the weekend. 
Vladimir Putin is not backing down and is escalating tensions with the West. He ordered Russian nuclear forces be placed on high alert, citing sanctions and aggressive statements by NATO. It raises fears the conflict could spiral into a nuclear attack. Okay, look, I know we all hear the words nuclear attack and freak out, but I'm sure everything's going to be fine. Do I know how? No, I don't know how. Still. It's important to just stay calm and follow responsible sources who aren't making outrageous claims or doing outrageous things. Like, for example, yesterday, I very calmly called up the president of NBC and asked them if 30 Rock has a bunker. And they said, you can have a spot in the bunker or a fire pole. And I yelled, fire pole, really fast, which I now regret. Still, it's going to be kick-ass when I have to evacuate. Then I circled back and I said, a spot in the bunker. So one exists. And they said, yes, but there's only room for essential late-night staff like Lauren, Jimmy Fallon, and Wally. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Seth. It's true. They want me in the bunker. But why? Seth, I do cue cards for SNL. Plus, they said if you get nuked, I can do a show from the bunker called Late Night with the Cue Card Guy. <laughs> this has been a cuser look. Pretty robust applause there, everybody. <laughs> also, who said it was okay to make him the graphics package? <laughs> the point is, lest you for even a moment thought that interlude with Wally was the point. <laughs> the point is, Putin is lashing out and threatening the unthinkable in response to a series of intense sanctions and other punishments from the West, and even his closest military officials seem incredibly uncomfortable taking these orders from him. We've seen very clearly this week that Putin is isolated from his own officials. We're talking about the, the order for, for the nuclear alert. When, when he gave this order yesterday in, in the Kremlin, he was sitting with his uh, two top uh, military officials, uh, the, the defense minister and the chief of the general staff, and they weren't allowed to get within 15 feet of them. They were sat at the other end of one of these comically uh, huge tables that, that Putin makes people sit at in the Kremlin. The way that he summons these officials sitting at these huge distances from him uh, around, around these, these uh, ludicrous tables, uh, they, a lot of them look visibly uncomfortable. Okay, first of all, look at this table. That table is insane. Dude, if you're worried about COVID, I have terrible news about nuclear fallout. <laughs> Mr. President, first warhead has exploded. Give me mask. N96. <laughs> He's better by one. <laughs> so, get drunk. <laughs> also, look at the faces of his two top military officials as he was giving them the nuclear order this weekend. It looked like they just turned the key to start the nuclear countdown, but instead it opened a door to a room where their parents were having an orgy. <laughs> Sergey, look away! The point is, no one, not even apparently Putin's own officials, is watching this horrific war and the humanitarian catastrophe that is unfolding right now and thinking, gee, this Putin guy is a genius. Wait, hold on. Oh, damn it, I forgot. I forgot there was a Trump clip coming. What's up? There's always a Trump clip coming? But are we sure that's fair? I mean, he's a former president just trying to enjoy a quiet retirement. Yeah, like, why don't we just leave him alone? What's that? Oh, the clip is from his speech at the Conservative Political Action Conference where he gave the strongest hints yet he might run again. And in that same speech, he doubled down on his praise of Putin. All right, well then, roll the clip, mother... Yesterday, reporters asked me if I thought President Putin was smart. I said, 
Of course he's smart, to which I was greeted with, oh, that's such a terrible thing to say. I'd like to tell the truth. Yes, he's smart. The NATO nations, and indeed the world, as he looks over what's happening strategically with no repercussions or threats whatsoever, they're not so smart. They're looking the opposite of smart. If you take over Ukraine, we're going to sanction you, they say. Sanction? Well, that's a pretty weak statement. Putin is saying, oh, they're going to sanction me. They sanctioned me for the last 25 years. You mean I can take over a whole country and they're going to sanction me? You mean they're not going to blow us to pieces, at least psychologically? Nothing is funnier than a person saying you're not smart, and then the best way they can come up to describe the opposite of smart are the words opposite of smart. Also, what the hell are you talking about? Blow Putin to pieces psychologically. What do you want us to do? Get him high and play Dark Side of the Moon synced up to The Wizard of Oz? Whoa, this blowing me to pieces psychologically. Vasily, how about you? You super high? Whoa, man, I cannot feel toes right now. And yeah, all my Russian accents are gonna sound the same. But just remember, the better my Russian accents get, the worse things are going. In fact, if you ever watch this show and find yourself saying, Seth's Russian accent's getting better and better, that's when you need to head to the bunker, or if you're in 30 Rock, the fire pole. <laughs> fire pole's gonna be a huge hit, guys. The world is aghast at Russia's brutal and horrific invasion of Ukraine and its threats of escalation, including the thousands of ordinary Russians who have taken to the streets and been arrested for protesting. What we need now more than anything is to ignore the deranged rants of reckless morons like Trump and do everything possible to help the refugees, support the Ukrainian people, and find a peaceful path toward de-escalation. Send whoever you need to send. Diplomats, ambassadors, or hell, maybe even a whole bunch of lawyers. This has been A Closer Look. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Our guest tonight is the host of the Emmy and Peabody award-winning show Last Week Tonight, which airs Sunday nights on HBO and streams on HBO Max. Please welcome back to the show our friend John Oliver. <laughs> welcome back. It's very nice to be back. It's been a while. Yeah. It's, it's been, been a while in the studio. We've talked via Zoom a few times. Yes. It's been almost exactly two years yeah. since I've been in this studio. And if people do the math, that's right before, that's sort of the eve uh -huh. of when uh, the whole city shut down. And would you, looking back at our interview, do you think we played it right? Do you think we had the right uh, tenor for the moment? I don't know how many people here regularly watch interviews that we do from two years ago, but... Yeah. <laughs> During that, it, we, we were having some goofs, some we were, fun. We were goofing hard. About the fact... 
that the first um, coronavirus case had uh, just been confirmed mm -hmm. in New York City and goof away we were, yeah. you know. <laughs> Slightly out of um, nervousness, I think. Certainly. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was doing. Certainly. <laughs> certainly. And not, not a zero amount of misplaced confidence. I remember leaving here thinking, goofs well done. Yep. Fun was had. Absolutely. I got back to my apartment building and there was an ambulance outside and I thought, I have misjudged this situation. <laughs> oh, Yep. And it hadn't even been on TV. I was, I was literally sitting out there thinking, I don't even want to watch what I just said. Because <laughs> I think things have shifted a little. <laughs> so it is very nice to be back. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be very careful with how confidently I predict anything. Yeah. While sitting in this chair. I think chair. it's very wise for both of us to get well out of the prediction yes, game. It is yeah. nice. It is nice. It's nice. It's nice to see you dressed down for your show. Well, it's very nice to yeah. have you. I mean, I'm, well, we really dodged a bullet because you basically are wearing one of my outfits, one of my five outfits. <laughs> I think if you have no sartorial confidence or imagination, it's either this, this, yeah. some variation mildly of colors within them, but essentially you're not going to risk anything else because fundamentally you know you can't carry it on. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, it's shocking to me that once I first I got out of a suit, I'm like, now I can do anything. And it's like, no, it's just been this. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. <laughs> it's yeah. like, now I'm out of my cage and into a different cage. <laughs> Yeah, you, exactly. uh, you of course, spent a lot of time in the void. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I gave you, I tipped my cap to you early on. You did. Because you figured out a way to just nail the look right off the bat. Yeah, we got lucky because uh, when we were initially doing a paddock move to a studio in New Jersey, when we couldn't do it from our studio, it, we just thought, let's put a white backdrop in. And then that worked out pretty well. So let's roll with the white backdrop so I don't invite people into my life at all. Yeah. You, of course had books, yeah. children, yeah. In, in that order. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Everybody, uh, did I just open my world up to criticism yeah. uh, from thing. people watching the show? That's the thing. I think it's best for me to go with a kind of antiseptic, austere yeah. back, background that really invites no questions. I guess it's very clear that a man who chose that sweater was like, what about all white? <laughs> what about just your... How about white? <laughs> So you just deal with that. <laughs> How? And now you've got half an audience back. Yes, yeah. And, and uh, we've got the... Uh... Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'll, I'll accept that from half of you. <laughs> I'm sorry, we got a, we got a full house yes. here now. Are you yeah. all right with that? Yeah, I think I'm fine. We're, okay. We're far enough away. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's not even COVID. I just like this. <laughs> that's just British. Oh, that's right, exactly. I like emotional distance <laughs> as well as physical. <laughs> Now, you, uh, you did something that I immediately had to text you, and, and yeah. I, I mean, uh, you know, look, I'll admit, I was a little angry with you, and I felt like I could text okay. you. Okay, good. That's yeah, okay. I just want to be honest. You, okay. uh, you did an interview where you uh, said some very nice things about our show. I like it very much. And you said uh, one of your favorite things was that uh, Wally, the cue card guy, That's is right. often on camera. I did say that. Yeah. And I, am, I do see where you're coming from when you say, careful what you're doing here. <laughs> because it's getting out of hand. I, I saw Wally's appearance yeah. during the monologue. I recognize you actually have a bit of a problem. Yeah. Because it does feel one of the things I'm enjoying about this show very much at the moment is watching a slow motion coup yeah. unfold. It feels like it's all fun. Yeah. It's all fun and games. And then there's a little too much confidence yeah. with the way he delivers a line. And watching Wally now, I feel like, I feel like, it's like, it's like when you watch a child get famous. <laughs> like, initially, 
you're, you're happy for them, and then you start to worry, where does this end? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's interesting you say that, because I do feel like it's going to be a bloodless coup. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Either yeah. that or, or Wally is just hurtling towards a cocaine habit and <laughs> a show on Peacock. <laughs> All the cards are just going to say clip, question mark? That's right. <laughs> just roll a clip. That'll be better. Hey, um, I have, as always, I have a million more things to ask you about. Uh, so we'll be right back. We'll get, let's there go. Oh, there's, there he oh, look, his best friend. <laughs> his best friend. We'll be right back with more from John Oliver. <laughs> Welcome back to Late Night. We're here with John Oliver. Hello. I always... Uh, I always think about you. Uh, you've been very critical, rightfully so, uh, of FIFA over yes, the years. because it's, um, uh, it's basically a criminal cartel that yeah. stages a tournament every four years. Yeah, there's a perfect example of what I was just doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, they basically just stepped up and did as right a yes. thing as they are uh, likely to do. It is kind of amazing. If you have lost the moral high ground as a country to FIFA... Yeah. <laughs> You are morally subterranean because they will try every possible angle to do the wrong thing. And if they couldn't find that and they ended up kicking them out, things are bad. Yeah. It was, and they did try to do the, yeah. uh, the, oh, the wrong version of the right thing. That's the best move, saying, yeah, you can compete, but just not as Russia. Yeah. And you've you got you to change your names and you've got to wear fake mustaches. <laughs> so that, that'll teach you, right? I don't teach it. It's always like, but it's not change your name to like the Grasshoppers, which would be fun. Right. Like it's always like the, the Federation of Russian that, Athletes or something. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's right. Exactly. The, the team formerly known as the <laughs> Russian football team. But also, you just cannot let FIFA occupy any kind of morality here because they are banning Russia from the World Cup in Qatar. Yeah. Which is basically built on blood. So. <laughs> Yeah, FIFA, in the macro sense, are still continuing to do the wrong thing and will until the end of their existence. And yet, I mean, we know, I know this because we text a lot during international uh, yeah. football. I'm going to say football because you're here. Yeah. Uh, football and competition. I appreciate that. No worries. I want you to feel comfortable. I don't want you to be like, what? <laughs> you're, a, you're a great host. <laughs> <laughs> you will still, how invested will you be in uh, the World Cup? It's so it's, you know, it just gets to the fundamental flaw of you as a human being. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean me, but also yes, you. Yes, of also me, yeah. Because, you know, you, you, you cannot defend the fact that the World Cup is happening in Qatar. And I am going to watch it. Yeah. And I am going to criticise it before and after. Yeah. And who knows, during. Yeah. But I am going to watch it. <laughs> and what does that make me? It's some version of a kind of lower H hypocrite. <laughs> It is lower it, H, yeah, it, I yeah, think. Lower yeah, lower H, lower yeah. H, not capital H. Yeah, no, I would never say that of you. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the thing. I, I love the product they make yeah. so much, just like drug cartels make a very fine cocaine. <laughs> it's very nice you say. Nobody ever says that about that the, the drug cartels. That's like, they hey, do. let's not forget they, that they they're making very good cocaine. The Sinaloa, yeah. I cannot say this enough, and um, this isn't sponsored content. The Sinaloa cartel <laughs> makes some of, if not, yeah. the best cocaine <laughs> around. If you're not taking Sinaloa cocaine... Oh, now, I will say this is starting to sound like an ad, but I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like this very, like, written, like, marketing speak. That's right. I think that's, that, that is the secret of lots of late-night shows. And, you know, people do often come on with something to sell. For me, unfortunately, <laughs> it is the fact 
at the Sinaloa cartel. <laughs> even, even as I'm doing this bit, I'm realizing there are other cartels who might not find this quite yeah. as funny. So... <laughs> And that's the problem. I get too relaxed on this show. Yeah. And I either, I either imply that the coronavirus is not going to be a big deal yeah. in New York, or I start saying for some reason that the Sinaloa cartel. Yeah. <laughs> I just, what I like to picture right now, as this airs, yes. is there's yeah. a, a rival cartel, and they're having whatever kind of meeting they have in a. There's like two cheetahs and whatnot. Yes. And they're having the meeting. Yes. And there's a TV on in the corner, and this yes. is on. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the head of the cartel. That's right. And, and be before this moment's gone on, they've been talking about, do you think Wally's getting a little <laughs> bit too much screen time? And the head of the cartel is like, no, he respects Wally. That's right. He respects no, no. what he's doing. That's right. I he wants power. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to do anything he but takes right to get now, it. they're saying, turn it up. <laughs> they're like, because it's on in the background, yes. and, they, and then now they're going yeah, on. Hang on. Shh, shh. <laughs> the Sinaloa. <laughs> This is very, we've really stepped in it, I feel like. <laughs> I'll get out of it. I'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. What's, what's the worst that can happen? Oh. <laughs> you, um... And I... that's the gift that people will use in the future <laughs> when someone gets a little bit too confident about something and it blows up in their face. <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? This is good, though, because I feel like this is erasing our interview from two years ago. Like, now this is more interesting. Than everybody. You've yeah. got to keep it fresh. Nobody's right? got to look back and, yeah, they're going to be like, fresh. they stepped in it freshly. <laughs> you, um, you actually went, uh, right after uh, Crimea, Yes. Uh, you went to interview uh, Snowden. I did. And, uh, which I imagine was tense in its own right, but even more so because of the annexation. It was, actually, to, and to the extent that we got there, we were... We hadn't told anyone, our fixer or our crew, who we were there to interview, because we were keeping it all very... See, we hadn't told HBO either. Um, uh, so we were keeping it all very, very... What did HBO think you were doing? Uh, they <laughs> didn't... They thought... I think they thought I was in New York preparing for the show. OK, gotcha. Whereas, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> I'm in Russia. Right? Uh, so, uh, we, yeah, we got there, and it was very, very tense. And uh, we were clearly, very obviously being watched. They were not... The Russians were not making. It wasn't. There was no subterfuge going on. They were yeah. very obviously following us, and uh, our fixer was really, really worried. And then when we eventually said just before we were going to do the interview, actually it snowed, and it was immediate relaxation in the room and from the fixer. So, oh, that's okay. That's fine. You can talk about that. I thought you were just going to talk about the other thing. And then he wouldn't even say the word. He wouldn't even say Crimea. He wouldn't even say Crimea because I think he knew that we'd been listened to. So he just said, "I thought if it's if you're not talking about the other thing." This will be okay, and everything calmed down. But it was very, very tense. I would imagine. And you, uh, and then 2017, you did a piece about Putin, uh, yes. and yes. you. I, I'm assuming you. Do you reach out, like, for comment? Yes. Yeah. We had a list of questions. <laughs> Vladimir, can you just get back to us on this? Because if you have a response, we'd love to build the response into the body of the script, if that's okay. Uh, I can't remember if we. we maybe as a courtesy, we reached out to the Kremlin. Yeah. Um, they but, respect that. They that's love, right. I yeah. think I, I do think he would have some queries with what we said. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, we, we, the only thing we really did was before it went on was uh, was really jack up our uh, cybersecurity. Oh, that's very smart. Yeah. Have you done that yet? Because the Sinaloa cartel may be... <laughs> Are they good at that? Are they, do they have a good tech guy? They're, Seth, I can't say this enough. They're good at everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is a hashtag ad. John Oliver, everybody. Last week tonight, there's Sunday nights on HBO and streams on HBO Max. <laughs> 
Late Night with Seth Meyers airs weeknights on NBC at 1235-1135 Central. Original music on the Late Night podcast is by the HE Band. Don't forget to follow the handle Late Night Seth on social media and tell your friends to subscribe to the Late Night podcast wherever they get their podcasts. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the Cat in the Hat himself. And it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today.